The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Koal Investment Group and its staff. Koal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning. This is the Retirement Clinic. Thanks for joining us. Your hosts today, Aaron Spitzner and Joe Still from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist back in studio, live and in person. Good to see you guys. Joe Still, good morning. Good morning. Good to see you, Paul. Uh, good to see you as well. And Aaron Spitzner, welcome back Thank to you. mic number two you're occupying today. Oh, excellent. Yeah, you it's get, the best one. It's got the uh, the only computer mic, right? So you got a computer That's with right. It. I can cheat. So you can look up the numbers and tell yep. us what the Dow's been doing and all that good stuff. We had a week um, this past week. Monday was June t- Juneteenth Day, and I don't guess I didn't realize it is. It's a federal holiday. Markets were closed. Yep. Uh, on Monday, what do we do on this show? All retirement talk, but a lot more how it relates to. You. In fact, when we get into down, oh, second half of the show, Joe Still, you've got keys to happiness in retirement. Yes, we're going to cover how do you have. A very, very enjoyable and happy retirement. And I'll, I'll uh, tip it off a little. The The key is not necessarily money. I was just going to say, have a lot of money. Does money buy happiness? Some might argue it does, or it can, or it can pave the way. I would say it, it certainly doesn't. Look at people in Hollywood. They're all miserable, right? <laughs> Eight divorces. They're on their, I mean, they're just, just at, a mess. Look at, look at Aaron Rodgers. You know? I don't know if he's happy or not. I don't know either, but it just... He says he's happier now with the Jets. It was kind of a backhanded slap at Packer fans. He looked pretty happy at the Taylor Swift concert. He was dancing, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was having a good time. So Yeah. I'll save my comments. Yes, there. anyways. Let's wait till football starts and we can compare the Jets and the Packers. Uh, it'll be kind of fun to watch and interesting. So, here's what we're going to do today start off the show. Well, first off, by way of background, thekowalway.com, K O W A L. Thekowalway.com will tell you about the Kowal Investment Group, who you hear Monday through Friday market updates during the Mark Belling Show in the three and five o'clock news blocks with locations headquartered in Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, Racine, and recently added Heartland. You're all over Southeast Wisconsin. And uh, Joe, still, I will say this, if you, if that's not convenient, you make whatever works for your clients. Absolutely. We have clients all over the country. And if we don't, uh, if we can't meet in person, we will uh, do a Zoom meeting. Uh, we'll do it over the phone. Um, and then, heck, even on some vacations, we uh, we meet well, with clients. Well, if some I mean when you're on vacation or they're on vacation, <laughs> uh, when we're on vacation. <laughs> oh, when you're on vacation, <laughs> or I, I suppose they might have a question. You Correct. know, hey, I'm down in Florida, I just I just thought of something. The market's tanking. Help Th- those kind of questions. Off the air, Spitzer and I were just talking briefly, and I casually said, "Huh, I just happened to look at halfway through the year. I'd look at my 401k. It's up more than I thought." Uh, the markets haven't been that bad this year, if not maybe surprising some people. Yeah, I think it's been a, a, a good surprise this year um, to see the, the positives uh, in the uh, reports. And um, it, it's one of those things that coming into this year, it was talks about recession and concerns and worries and inflation and interest rates. I and mean, some the, of that's still that, there. That stole, you know, stole the the show in the news and yeah. those headlines. And, and some of that has gone away recently. And there has been more of a 
a fear of missing out, I would say, driving the market a little bit higher. Uh, who knows where we'll end up by the end of the year. That's why we always uh, focus on a diversified portfolio, something that you'll have exposure to different parts of the market uh, to absorb some of that market volatility um, and really smooth out the ride. So, you know, we'll see where we end uh, this year. That's true. The and year's only halfway over. Yeah, I mean, we're only in June, and uh, things have been looking pretty good. But, again, there's a ways to go here. Yeah, and a lot of different things going on. Like you said, rates have hiked up, like a mortgage rates, the prime rate. Now, last week the feds met, decided to do nothing, right? Mm -hmm. But who knows what the rest of the year remains. I don't want to eat up all your shows, so I'm just going to get started. We have various topics to get to, yep. including what Joe still mentioned earlier. Spitzner, you're going to start us off today. Yeah, I'm going to start off with a, uh, just a, a brief news article here um, about Social Security. And the reason I bring this up is because I can't tell you in how many conversations I have with clients, concerns about Social Security running out of money. And it's not going to be there. And surprisingly, it's, it's still there. And they're trying to fix it. And when I say they're trying to fix it, um, it's conservatives are trying to fix it in Washington. And it continues to get you know, basically um, beaten down. And so this article here, this is just a recent one from last Wednesday. House, conserva House conservatives uh, last Wednesday proposed raising the U.S. retirement age to collect Social Security. Um, and this goes on to say, handing Democrats damaging political ammunition ahead of the 2024 election. The proposal by the 176-member House Republican Study Committee would gradually increase the retirement age, ultimately hitting 69 years old for those turning 62 in 2033. The current full retirement age is 66 and you know, gradually uh, rising to age 67. So the reason they say that it, it's giving the Democrats uh, some political ammunition is because conservatives floated a similar bill uh, during midterm elections mm -hmm. to you know, further fund Medicare and Social Security. And what do the Democrats do? They come after them and they say, they're taking these benefits away from you. Uh, they don't look at it as a holistic solution. They try to make it appear that they're taking the benefits It'll, away. The same thing will happen this time around, Aaron. You can just yep. see the ads right now, that grainy black and white headline, Republicans yeah. want to take away your Social Security. So what are they really so, doing? What do they want, Aaron? Yeah, so you know, benefits for current retirees wouldn't be cut. Um, but for those expecting an earlier retirement benefit, lifetime payouts would be lower. Um, and really, all they're doing is just, just moving that retirement age for when you can collect benefits, which ultimately allows that money that's in the pot to grow and to... Um, stay funded longer. They're trying to save Social Security yeah, as well. Yeah, and keep it fully funded. But it's, it's um, a huge political hot potato. Jeff Kowal has said this. Joe, still, and your thoughts on this too, right? I've heard since this show started now, 2001 we started. Here we are in 2023. From the day one, we've had callers saying, we know our Social Security won't be there when we retire, so what do I do? And Jeff's answer is, it's kind of, don't say that, because as far as we know, it will be around. Yeah, and, and I actually covered this, uh, I want to say, probably two years ago through an article on this exact topic, and Social Security is not going to run out. The good thing is we will always have revenue coming in as long as we have employees in mm -hmm. this country that we're 
pulling money Ooh, out of their paycheck. That's where it comes from. Now, the problem is people are living a lot longer, uh, longer than originally anticipated when they did the numbers. And there's a trust fund that will run out for Social Security. But it's an, it's an actual, it's an easy fix. All you have to do is either, if you think about it this way, you either have to increase the revenue mm-hmm. or you have to lower the expenses. So you either have to start maybe um, move, the, move the age back, yep. right? And Which change those expenses. 62 to what? 65 they're proposing? Uh, so right now you can collect benefits at 62. Right. That's uh, your full earliest. retirement age when you get your full benefit is 66 to 67. So we'll go with 67 because it, it is slowly moving depending upon your date of birth. Um, and what they're they're saying here is full retirement age would be 69 years old. So it, it's not that big of a difference, but the magnitude of just a couple of years, I mean, that, that can really keep social security solvent for much longer. And that and that's the goal, right? To keep yeah. it around and, for and, and generations are living, to come. People are living longer. I mean, initially again, social security was there is like if you lived I mean, that was life expectancy when it first came out. And yeah. if if you collected social security it was wow. I mean, it wasn't a retirement income strategy. It wasn't designed to be our Correct. our sole source of income in retirement. And, and some people if you view it as such and you have no yeah. other savings, uh, you, you're going to be in a little bit of a pickle here, right? Yeah. So, so I look at this. Just again, the, the moral of this is they're trying to do something, and they're trying again, and they're looking at it. Um, I w- again, I wouldn't be surprised if, if nothing gets done. Um, but it's important to recognize that they're not just completely ignoring this issue in Washington. Mm. They're trying to get something done. Interesting. And and we we have this conversation. I would say probably every week, right? Aaron, you know, depending yeah. on who you're meeting with, but most of our clients are nearing or in retirement. If you have a questions and you're not sure, should I take Social Security, you know, early at 62 or you, younger than full you, retirement you age? You don't have to, Joe. You, you, you don't. You, you don't can have wait. to. And in some instances, it makes sense to take it. Some maybe not. But having a plan is the key, and that's what we do for our clients. Uh, every every day we go through this, and I've had a lot of questions recently on this topic. And and again, I think people hear something in the news and they say, "Oh my gosh, I wasn't even planning on Social Security." And these are people in their sixties, and I'm like, you know, you will get your Social Security benefits. And they said to you, they weren't even planning on it. The, yes. In other words, they they did their due diligence and they've right. got a retirement plan, which we're all supposed to do. Right. Right. And, and look out for yourself. And if that Social Security happens to be there the way they view it, it's a bonus. Yeah. But I I always flip that around and say. Hey, this is your money. Yeah, right this is. is literally your money that the government set aside for you. Since my first paycheck, and age so, fifteen, I was. Right. They've been taking those out of my paycheck. They've been taking it out the whole time. So it's your money. Uh, and but the key is, as Aaron said, you know, it's pretty easy to fix. I don't know if they'll get that done because <laughs> I, I hold out hope that they can come to an agreement on something. They will have to do something within the next few years. For sure. And I think both sides of the aisle agree on that. It's Correct. just you have to have a certain amount of votes to pass, and it's very difficult to do in this current political climate. But yeah. I don't know if that'll ever change. It just seems like that's the new norm right, r- right now. Right. So that's a good update, Aaron. Uh, I know you're not done. You've got more in Social Security. But is what I said what you tell your clients? Don't rely solely on Social Security. Yeah. It's clearly not going to be enough. Yeah, it, it it won't be enough. I mean, you'll have to supplement that with 
whether it be pension or 401k income. Um, Social Security is, for most people, it's a, you know, it's a, that mailbox, regular income, maybe covers some fixed expenses. Um, But yeah, it would need to be supplemented with, like I said, the pension or 401k. But the political hot potato, it'll continue on, I'm sure, until the 11th hour, just like the debt ceiling. And we'll continue to go back and forth, and um, they'll continue to to uh, attack each other with whoever proposes what to to keep it solvent here. But um, I want to just move into the next piece here I had here, and I, and I thought this was pretty interesting too. Uh, a bit of a switch from Social Security. We now move into Roth IRAs and Roth four hundred one ks, and I thought this was important because I've had a number of clients that they have their four hundred one k now, right? They're ready to retire. And in that 401k, it's more common to have your Roth 401k money and then your pre-tax. So your pre-tax and your post-tax uh, in your 401k. Again, pre-tax, that's money that you put away, it grows tax-deferred, and when you take it out in retirement, you pay tax on it. Um, the post-tax or Roth 401k, that's money you pay tax on it before it goes in, and it grows tax-deferred. And when you take it out, hopefully, if you take it out um, – the right way, yeah, you wouldn't pay tax or penalty on it. Because you did up front and Correct. presumably at a lower rate than you will down the road. Yep. And but there's one mistake that can be can be made uh, when you get into retirement and it revolves around moving that four oh one K money in rolling it into a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA. Okay. Because there's this five year rule or five year clock that starts. And oftentimes, uh, well, basically, I'll, I'll cover the five-year rule, is that the, the Roth IRA has to be open for five years in order for that distribution to be, well, how, how should I say this, for the earnings to be tax-free if you're above the age of 59 and a half. So if you aren't working with a financial planner or somebody who knows what they're doing, you may just roll that money out of the 401k into a Roth IRA and now you have a big expense at home, right? Whether it be a roof, a furnace, air conditioner, maybe you're going to buy a new car or take the family on a trip because you retired, right? And you're like, okay, I'm going to take this money out of the Roth account because it's tax-free. And that way I won't go into the next tax bracket. Well, if that Roth wasn't open for five years, you may find yourself paying tax on the earnings in the Roth account. So at so, a minimum, you have to have that Roth open for five years. Yeah. So what can happen, right? So you get in the retirement, you roll the money out, you take the distribution, you pay for the family to go on a cruise to celebrate your retirement, and then comes tax time. And your accountant calls you and says, hey, you know that money you took out of the Roth IRA? Yeah, we have to pay income tax on the earnings in that from that distribution. That would not be a pleasant scenario. Yeah. I mean, it probably wouldn't be a big hit. But it's something you want to avoid, right? If we can, the more money we can keep to ourselves, mm-hmm. the better. Uh, we paid enough in taxes, so um, one strategy to to avoid that would be opening up a Roth IRA. And if you open it up, that doesn't start the five year clock. Okay, you got to open that that Roth IRA and then fund it. So whether you put a dollar in it or $5,000. Does it have to continually be funded or can I just put nope. one? There's one dollar. Okay. That right. starts the clock on the five-year rule. Okay? Starts the clock. What about rolling over? So that money that rolls over, that moves into the Roth, mm-hmm. that 
technically that doesn't depend or that doesn't matter. It's how long that Roth has been open. The Roth. So let's just hypothetically. Even if you've had it in the Roth 401k for 30 years. Yeah, right. And then you roll it to a brand new Roth IRA and then you take the money out, you can get taxed on the earnings. Because it starts it's a bizarre rule. rule. So let's say I take my 401k yeah. and I roll it over to a Roth IRA. Yep. It first starts clicking, like you said, the clock starts ticking at that point in time. It's yeah, five years from when I rolled it over, or or how long that Roth has been open. So you, so what I'm saying here, what you would do is you would open that Roth like today, and then when you retire five years from now, when oh. you roll the money in, oh, now it would be a a uh, See, qualified a, distribution. So a smart person would. So now we a lot of people don't know their retirement date. Let's say they're well, like me, I'm 57, 58, 60, 61. They're still working. They're mm-hmm. not quite sure, but they, you know, maybe they're watching their balance, or maybe they're just let's get another year, another two, three years. Some people yeah. do want to retire before they're sixty, Aaron. Many people do. Yeah. So, I mean, you you would have some options, right? If you really wanted to get at that Roth money, you could probably just take a distribution directly from the four hundred one k. That would be the easiest route. Um, but if you were planning ahead, right, you would open that Roth ahead of time. But now, let's say you're above the income limit. To contribute to a Roth, that could be an issue. Wow, um, a lot of moving parts. And, you know, there are some strategies around that, but I just bring it up because I've seen this with clients where they they want to take that distribution after retirement. Maybe they weren't planning on using that Roth money, and now all of a sudden, you know, they need they have a big expense and they want to tap into that. And the money you were going to defer and not use and maybe pass on now you're you're tapping into for those bigger expenses. And um, it's important that you're, you know, working with a financial planner uh, that focuses on retirement planning, that understands these these rules, so you don't get nailed uh, by the IRS. And a, and an, another point to make, we get this question a lot: When should I call you to start working with you? And you know, our response to that is as soon as you can, for these reasons, because there are going to be some planning items that would be very helpful for you to take care of like this right? like this a few years before retirement and the reason being is because if you don't start talking to somebody about your plan how are you going to make sure that you do everything you need to do to execute that plan most efficiently yeah. meaning with the lowest amount of taxes um you know maximizing your income taking income out of the right buckets uh so yeah, this is key to answer that question. When should you call our office? It's as soon as possible. Yeah, you don't to have to be near. In, place. in fact, you want to be talking to people about your retirement as early as you can in your career. Right, and I think a lot of people don't realize this too. Even if they're young and still working and putting money into their four hundred one k, we can still work with them. Uh, we have the ability to link to their 401k and we have the ability to manage that for yeah. them while they're still working. They don't have to roll that out. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. That That is, uh, nobody knows the future, right? But if you've been working 20, 30 years and you've got a good 401k nest egg, uh, like you said, we already pay enough taxes on Aaron, so to to know all the uh, the rules and yeah, you right wanna... way to do it. But that's not a, it's, 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 like a lot of rules in the IRS, yeah. it just doesn't make any sense. There's no common sense in that, right? The five year seriously. One? If I mean, I've had money. a Roth IRA in yeah. my four, or excuse me, if <laughs> I've had a Roth 401k and I've been contributing to it for 30 years, 
and then I decide to retire and I roll that money out, it makes no sense that you restart the clock on that on that. Yeah, it's Roth like penalizing But if you had us. the account open and had a <laughs> dollar in you it, can, then you right. avoid that whole rule or that Wh- whole which uh, which is is even more ridiculous that yeah. you you know. But again, because yeah, that's not, the rules. That's and, the rule. And the IRS is going to come knocking at your door if you you know, violate those rules. So thinking ahead five years, let's say if that's on your horizon for the retirement, the big date, you might want to start thinking about this, at least talking to an advisor, the sooner the better. And and the other thing I brought up that, okay, let's say you're over the the income limit. So if you're filing married, filing jointly, if you make over 228,000, you may not be able to contribute to that Roth. So how do you do it? Um, There are other ways, other strategies like a a backdoor uh, Roth conversion where basically you contribute to that traditional IRA, immediately then convert it to the Roth IRA. It gets that money in there, gets that clock started. So again, it's it's more complex, but a, a reason to give us a call and, and, and get things going. Yeah. I mean, some people might say everything's fine. I've got a 401k plan. I get matching and I'll just kind of cruise along. But then at a certain point in your life, you get a little bit, well, when am I going to retire and I don't want to pay all those taxes. Yeah, it becomes more about taxes, right? I mean, you've you've contributed, you've grown that nest egg, and now, okay, well, now you look at it. If you have all your money pre-tax, well, you know, you've got 22% going to the federal government. So it's, you know, you got 5% going to the state, so it's really worth, you know, 75% of what you thought it was worth. Yeah, that's, that's huge. That's and, significant. Uh, and you need to be aware of those we things, wanna, too. Yeah, we want to definitely be smart with the distribution strategy to – to avoid being overly patriotic with our taxes. Overly patriotic, i.e. paying taxes, <laughs> yes. as some might think, way too many taxes. Uh, so after the break, we're going to get to Joe Still. In fact, you mentioned the wealth management and preservation segment that's later in the show, but coming up soon, is about keys to a happy or keys to happiness in retirement. What do you have next for us, Joe? Well, this is a perfect segue. We were talking about lowering your taxes. So we're going to talk about lower taxes on your RMDs. And we'll explain what RMDs are. We've gone over that on previous shows many, many times. Yes. But we'll go over it again. Uh, And it's just being able to navigate those RMDs and when to take them and when you have to take them and, and the income and distribution strategy around it. And we'll tell you what an RMD is if you don't already know. And the word, if I'm taking one thing away from today's retirement clinic, the word tax comes to mind. Taxes and uh, obviously doing things to eliminate as much as possible uh, with good old Uncle Sam. Uh, A lot more coming up with Joe Still and Aaron Spitzner. If you want to reach out to the Cowell Investment Group, real simple. Any questions for the show, just call them directly and they can help you out. Any advisor can talk to you at 262-522-4040. Call 262-522-4040 or go visit the Cowell Way. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owners' savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. For a business owner, planning for the future shouldn't stop at an exit plan. An estate plan is also a key planning component to protect not only your family and assets, but your business as well. Together, an exit plan and a state plan will prepare you and your business for the unexpected and help ensure the survival and transfer of the business value. There are several important areas an estate plan should address for a business. 
Business continuity. Estate planning may involve creating a comprehensive business continuity plan that outlines how the business will be managed, who will make decisions, and how key roles and responsibilities will be fulfilled. Asset protection. Business owners often face risks and liabilities associated with their business activities. Estate planning can include strategies to protect your business assets from potential creditors, lawsuits, and other financial risks. Tax planning. Estate planning for business owners involves specific tax considerations such as minimizing gift taxes, estate taxes, and capital gains taxes associated with the transfer of business assets. These are just a few of the important areas an estate plan can address for a business owner. It's important to enlist the help of a professional to ensure you're planning properly. If you need assistance creating an estate and exit plan for your business, give our office a call at 262-522-4040 or visit thekowalway.com. Back with the Retirement Clinic on WISN and the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists, your hosts, Joe Still and Aaron Spitzner, kind of continuing on that theme of taxes that Aaron Spitzner started. Now, Joe, we're turning our attention to you've got information on taxes and RMDs. And what is an RMD? Yes, that is a required minimum distribution. You got to take your money out. You have to. <laughs> the government wants their tax revenue. And... Uh, so yeah, the RMDs require you to take that money out, and there's 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 been a change, a couple of changes in the last few years in that age when you actually have to start taking that money out. So it used to be seventy and a half. We talked a little bit earlier about you know no common sense and um, some of the rules. Seventy and a half. I have no idea where that I, came the from. Half I'm thing sure is there's absurd. A, right. It makes no sense. I, but, I think Jeff Cole said years ago, somebody in Congress has had a birthday that would Atlanta. Right. And they and they probably right. proposed the bill, but it is seventy. It was seventy and a half. It was seventy and a half, and then in uh, at the end of 2019, so I guess beginning January 1st, 2020, from the Secure Act when that was passed, that age went from seventy and a half to seventy two. Where it currently sits. And that is incorrect. Oh, I'm wrong. As of uh, January 1st, 2023, this year, the Secure Act 2.0 became law. And now it's 73. So age 73 is when you have to start taking required minimum distributions. And that age will go up to 75 by 2033 unless they... Wow. Make additional changes. Again, that's when you're forced to by that's the government. You have to, you have to start, start taking money out. Uh, not all of it, of course. Not all of it. Uh, how they calculate the RMD or the required minimum distribution is they take your balance of your retirement account at year end. And again, these are retirement accounts that you have not paid income taxes on yet. So pre tax money, as Aaron talked about earlier. Um, and they apply a life expectancy factor, uh, and the IRS calculates this through their uniform lifetime table. So it's a factor that, you know, based on your age and your life expectancy, uh, that will determine how much. And, you know, we use this number. It, it starts around, you know, 4 4.5%, somewhere in that ballpark, and then gradually goes up as you, as you age and your life expectancy goes mm-hmm. down. And so, yeah, clearly, if you have to pay taxes on it, uh, you, you want that to be, if you don't, unless you really need the money, right? Uh, you want to limit that as much as possible, right? Yes, correct. So, so you know, there, there is, there's a lot of planning that's needed uh, when you, when you factor this in. I guess let's, we'll step back for a second. If, 
you retire and you are already taking a good portion, you know, and I say a good portion, I mean, you know, four to five percent out of your retirement accounts every year, there's not a lot of planning to do for for the RMD because you're already taking that money. So you're already satisfying that requirement. Yep. But what if you have other income sources? And most people do. You know, most people have Social Security. Uh, most people have some other money that they've saved. Uh, well, I guess I shouldn't say <laughs> the average person. It, it doesn't look great for how much they've saved. But yeah, uh, there are <clears throat> studies that have shown most Americans, not, I don't know if most, that's over 50%. Right. Many Americans lack a proper retirement plan, estate plan. Those numbers are outrageously, or just people just don't do it. Uh, so when you say most, I mean, if they're just, like we said before, relying on that Social Security alone, they're going to be in that pickle. They're going to be in a pickle for sure. So getting back to these RMDs, so you, you want to come up with a good game plan, uh, especially if you have multiple uh, sources of income. Uh, and that's what we do. Again, as we talked earlier, we talk weekly with clients about these topics, uh, you know. When should I start um, pulling money out of my retirement accounts? Um, you know, and, and the example would be, um, let's say you retire, and I'll call it early. Let's say you retire before 65. And you don't need to take a lot of money out of your retirement accounts at that point. Um, and you have several years until you reach that age where you have to start taking money out. So what are some of the strategies of lowering your taxes on that money? Because if you let that, let's say you have a million dollars in there and you don't have to take money out of it, you know, some clients might ask, okay, should I just let that go and continue to earn? Right. And I can also fund it too in retirement, right? If you have earned income, you can put money into the IRA. Mm -hmm. But um, let's say you just let that go. Um, you know, you're going you're gonna to have a big, big tax bill when you get into retirement, if you don't start taking that money out. Uh, so if it's as little, I don't want to say as little as, but like you said, 4%, yeah. you're, you're going to, it's going to help down the road. Not going to be such a big hit at the time. Right. Right. So how do we lower those taxes? What are some of the strategies? And, and one of the things I wanted to bring up too was let's say we, the unforeseen happens a lot. We don't know what's around the corner. And let's say, Something happens, you and your wife both have a million dollars a piece in an IRA and, um, you know, somebody gets cancer and passes away or gets an illness, something happens and, and your spouse passes away early. Um, you're going to move into that single higher tax bracket at some point. Now that IRA is going to become yours. So now you're going to double your RMD. And so that could bump you up into a, a much higher tax bracket. So- that's one example of something unforeseen that could happen that could really change uh, the plan for RMDs. But you, when you do don't I know that because life happens, so you, right. you just go proceed with a solid plan. Right. So one of the ways you can lower your amounts in your retirement accounts, and, and Aaron talked a little bit about this before, is, is trying to get some of that money into a Roth IRA early on. And the sweet spot for doing this, as I mentioned earlier, if you retired early, I shouldn't say early, uh, if you retired young mm -hmm. at, let's say, 62 or 63, and you have 10 years, you know, 10, 11 years before you have to start taking money out, yeah. 
One strategy would be, okay, let's try to get some of this money over into a Roth. And the sweet spot is once you retire, but you haven't hit RMD age yet, and your income is lower than it was when you were in your high income earning years and, and, and working. So that's kind of the sweet spot we look at and say, let's run the numbers and see if it makes sense to do some Roth conversions. And what is a Roth conversion? Well, it's simply you taking a distribution out of your IRA, or I, I call it old you know, 401k if you roll that into an IRA, taking a distribution out of that retirement account and paying the taxes on it and putting it right into a Roth. So you can do that, um, and you can do as much as you want. There's no income limits on um, conversions. So if you had a million dollars in a Roth or an IRA, you can roll a million dollars over into a, or excuse me, convert a million dollars into a Roth. Now, you would be required to pay taxes on a million dollars. So yeah, I was going to say we're not like breaking any rules. This is not an IRS loophole. It's just using their rules to benefit you the most. Correct. And so what we'll what we help our clients do every day is put a plan together for that. So we're not, we're probably not going to recommend you, you transfer that much over because there's some other things to consider. If you're, if you're at Medicare age, um, 65, there's, there's a woman yeah. called Irma, not really a woman called Irma. That's, that's a retirement joke. So everyone's supposed to laugh there. Um, that was funny. Cause I noticed. No, no. The, Irma's another acronym, right? Irma, Irma is another acronym. Yep. And you know, Medicare, your Medicare Part B premiums are based on your income. And so if you do a Roth conversion and you increase your income for the year, be careful because that could increase your Medicare B premiums. And a lot of people don't realize that. And they're like, oh, yeah, I want to get as much money as I can over into the Roth. And they do that. And then all of a sudden their premium goes from 164 a month to 500 bucks a month. And, you know, they're, they're going crazy. Why? You know, why did it go up? Why did it go up? And so you have to consider when you're planning, okay, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm in Medicare, uh, at 65 or older and I'm, uh, I want to make sure I don't increase my income too high when I do a conversion to, to increase that premium too much. And, and knowing your tax brackets, like you said before, uh, and being aware of, of that, like you said, you could. What if Jeff Cole says you could screw up and live a long time? This is you could screw up and make too much money. Right. Literally. Right. And that's where it takes planning and tax planning, understanding what your income, doing some estimating. We do this for clients every, mm-hmm. you know, every week. We have some really nice tools to be able to analyze um, where they are from an income perspective and then actually do some what if scenarios to say, what if we converted fifty thousand dollars? Or maybe it's twenty to thirty thousand dollars a year, yeah. And then we plan that out. Yeah, this is why. And I don't know if you guys in your own life, in my life, we all know somebody that's retired, but they work some job where they have some income, Joe. Right. Not nothing like they were making before they retired, but maybe this is why, right? To, to have a little bit to fund, but not making too much. Correct. It also keeps you socially. I think we're going to get into this in our next segment too, right? Socially active. Correct. And, and one thing I didn't even point out, I mean, we talked about this earlier, but the reason you want to get money over into that Roth, if you can, is because Roths are not subject to required minimum distributions, mm-hmm. already paid the income. But another nice thing is that 
uh, withdrawals out of a Roth do not contribute to your modified adjusted gross income, which is used to calculate your Medicare premiums. So you can actually get a bunch of money over into the Roth and then use that to supplement your income and not worry about those premiums going up. So that might be a good strategy. But again, it's not right for everyone. We need to have a conversation with you. We need to go through and look at all the variables in oh, your so many moving situation parts. to say, does this make sense? Yeah. And you know, another strategy for getting money into a Roth is I don't want to put a tax burden on my children. Because now with the SECURE Act um, 2.0, 2.0 in addition to the SECURE Act and the, the 2.0 version, your heirs now only have 10 years once they inherit that IRA to distribute that entire account and pay all the mm -hmm. taxes on it. So if you your heirs are in their high income earning years, they're going to they're going to take the tax burden on that. So one if if a goal is to not burden my heirs with taxes, income taxes, then you'd want to try to get as much money over into that Roth as you can. And that may not be a goal. So I want to I want to point that out. That's why it, it's important to have a conversation with a professional to call our office if you have questions about should I should I put together a Roth conversion strategy? Well, we have to look at your entire income oh, and distribution. The plan. answer is it depends. Everybody's it depends. different. It depends. Absolutely. It's just case by case. Clearly, your quality not quality of life, but your lifestyle dictates how much. Do you plan on spending in retirement? I know people that travel all the time, and I know people that don't want to. I just want to sit home on my John Deere and drink a beer and cut the grass. Sounds, Sounds like a great absolutely. time. That, that would be Aaron's retirement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, new John Deere, new Kubota. I can't get, get away from the Kubota. But what I got to say, though, about what, what Joe just said, right now is a great time to go through this exercise because a lot of us just have got our taxes done, right? So you have that fresh uh, uh, tax return from last yeah. year. We're able to, to get that uploaded uh, and run a nice report that shows, okay, where was your income last year? Um, is there anything we could have done differently? Uh, is there some wiggle room in that tax bracket for maybe that Roth uh, conversion? And, and start, you know, start chipping away at this now rather than wait um, until it's too late. So Clearly. And uh, it, it takes away some of that anxiety as you... As you hit that magical age, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean like jo what Joe just went through, um, it's something we do every single day, and it sounds very complex, um, but again, to us, we do it all the time, exactly. and it's, and um, like I said, no better time than now to to get started and and run that tax return through the software. We can take a look at it together. Um, Give you a, a better look at it than just those numbers on that tax return. What you're saying um, is don't be intimidated by it. If yeah. you don't understand it, ask Let us questions. Outsource the stress to the Cobalt Investment Group. The retirement specialist, your host today, Joe Still, Aaron Spitzner, coming up after this short commercial break on WISN Retirement Clinic, is the Wealth Management and Preservation segment, Keys to Happiness in Retirement. Stay tuned. If you got a question, call 262-522-4040 or check out thekowalway.com. If I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, well, I'd buy you a house. Back with I the Retirement Clinic, WISN continues the Wealth Management and Preservation segment now with 
Aaron Spitzner and Joe Still. Joe, you said it's about keys to happiness in retirement. And no, it's not just having gobs and gobs of money. Correct. And I love that song, by the way. Uh, you like if I the, had a million dollars. If you know, I had a million dollars used to be, you know, I remember. Right. The millionaire in Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Oh, he's got a million. You know, it's always fun to when the when the state lottery when gets up to that big number, you know, everyone talks about, okay, what would you do with all that money? Right. It's kind of fun to do that. And you say, Oh, I'd buy all these things. But in a recent article in in Kiplinger's magazine, um, they took the information from recent retirees and they gave some keys to happiness in retirement. And one of the things that Aaron and I and, and the rest of the group at COAL uh, do all the time is we talk a lot about things outside of money. Majority of our clients are nearing or in retirement and we talk about this topic. How do you get prepared for retirement? How do you ensure that you're going to have things to do that you're going to enjoy retirement. And I, I, I really like this phrase from this article, which it said, you need to retire to something, not from something. Oh, not from my job. Right. Leaving that job of all him. And I'll say it again. You need to retire to something, not from, from something. And I had this conversation with a few people last week uh, that just retired and it was one of the things about that I love about our job is we get to help people put that plan together. And then when we see that plan come to fruition, we really, it's really, really satisfying. And it's wonderful to see that. And I would assume in most cases, I know some people struggle with the, you know, you're going hundred miles an hour for 35 years and all of a sudden, right. what am I doing today? I'm retired. Yes. And, and a key to again, happiness is have a plan Maybe start working part-time a few years before you retire to understand what you're going to do. Identify some of those areas that, uh, you you know, things you have a passion for. And that will set you up to do some things that will give you fulfillment in retirement. So, so You're the, moving toward that goal, in other words. Correct. Like you said, retiring, retiring to that. I like that approach. And, and the advice from these retirees from this article is social interaction is critical to happiness in retirement. They said to focus on relationships at home and in your community. True wealth comes from the strength in those relationships. And I think that's such great advice. Who are you going to be hanging out with in retirement? What are you going to be doing? And it's different for everyone. Some people volunteer. Some some people have a group that is all retired you know, some people play a lot of golf and they're members at a golf club. Now the big thing, pickleball. Pickleball everywhere. Huge. Which is awesome. If you have a group yeah. that you play pickleball it's also with every healthy. day. We're getting out in the sun and we're having an exercise. Some people make fun of it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. It's better than sitting in a chair on the porch doing nothing. Absolutely. Although there's a time and place for that too. Sure, sure. You know, spending time with your your family. Maybe it's grandchildren, uh, you know, some of those wonderful things you can do to really provide good happiness. And, and so the keys to a satisfying retirement are personal, personal relationships, a sense of purpose, a healthy lifestyle, a positive attitude, and a sense of humor. And so I think that's really, really good advice. That is good advice. Uh, great relationships, sense of humor, positive attitude. But again... 
some people need to plan this out. And I would say most people need to have an idea of what retirement is going to look like. It's not just the money. Right. That's very important. It's an important piece of the puzzle, but it's not going to guarantee you happiness. That's good stuff. By the way, in the little times that we're talking here in the last three minutes, I looked up the Bare Naked Lady song, If I Had a Million Dollars, was recorded in 1996. A million dollars back then wasn't what it was today. Times change, right? Correct. And I know every retirement plan, you guys factor in inflation and cost of living and all of that. That was the Wealth Management and Preservation segment. We've got more coming up. Aaron Spitzner, Joe Still from the Colwell Investment Group. Call 262-522-4040. We're wrapping up today's retirement clinic with the Colwell Investment Group. Don't forget, Monday through Friday, daily market updates. They're in the Mark Belling Show, 3 and 5 p.m. news blocks. Joe Still, thank you for the great info today. I love the last segment on true happiness in retirement. Yes, I love that article. It's, it's so true. It's about the relationships in uh, in retirement that you're going to continue to foster and mm-hmm. make, and you'll have new relationships and yeah, the spending time money's got to be there. We need it, right? Right. Right. Uh, but there's more to it than that. So uh, just stuff to ponder and consider. And Aaron Spitzner, as we wrap up, you're in the Racine office, right? Yep, that's where you can find me. Many. Tuesday through Friday. Monday, I'm in Waukesha. Oh, is that right? Yep. Well, Waukesha is the mothership. We yes. should mention there's Port Washington office up in Ozaukee County, Phoenix, Arizona. Racine, where Aaron Spitzner just talked about, that's right off the freeway at Highway 20. And the newest location is Heartland. You can go to thecowellway.com. And Spitzner, you're on social media and Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. And best place, thecowellway.com. You're giving our office a call, 262-522-4040. We covered a lot. Um, a lot of things to keep in mind here. Again, middle of the year, good time to, to start the planning. Um, I know it's summertime, but... There's never a better time to start. You know you never stop planning. At least you guys don't. Oh, yeah, but a so, lot of people, we put it off. There's always a reason to put it off. Always. But, um, hey, right now, uh, come on in. We'll we'll get things going. 262-522-4040 or thecowellway.com. Joe, still have a great weekend. Thanks for being here. Thanks for the great info. Great to be here. You too, Paul. Thank you. Aaron Spitzner, we will be seeing both of you guys back on the show soon. Have a great weekend. All right. Thank you. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. Every Saturday at 10 o'clock, it is the Retirement Clinic. WISM Milwaukee News coming up next.